bullshit, it's all just um gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie, and I'm Brandy, and this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about Rowdy to me. Uh, and the new cast of the Real Housewives of Congress is nothing but trash on trash on a country dump memo. <laughs> it it well, you know what? We had good news today. What was we had it? Good news today, which is that Mike Pence uh, apparently. He stumbled upon some classified documents. So now... Oh, I know George Bush and Barack Obama are currently... Yes. I bet you Jimmy Carter's 150-year-old ass, yeah. he's standing outside over a barrel that's on fire, yes. tossing in documents from 1977. Um, uh, we, uh, they're, they, they, apparently, they're, they're hiding them. There's probably some here. There's probably some here. Th- these... Some PA, some God. fucking intern, you know, Kate Casey's over there, <laughs> packed up Bill Clinton's office. They don't pay attention who's packing their boxes. So if you have no. an assistant and they're throwing papers, they don't give a fuck. They're throwing their shit into a box and the boxes are being moved from their office into their new house and nobody's unpacking them. Nobody. And it's also like what you said before, which is there's... One memo that's classified yeah. that told Mike Pence where mother was going to be that day. Yeah. And he needed to make sure he knew where mother was. So or it wasn't had, even his own a, wife. A it was a briefing on Melania or a briefing or whatever. On, on Ivanka and her family and how right. they were traveling to Vitiligo. And so, mm-hmm. and, and you know, all of the administration got the classified doc of where the right. Trump family would be. It's right. like that simple. Like it's, cla- it's classified information where like the family of the president is currently while they're president and that is what it could, could be yeah. it could also be other things but we don't know but the other great thing is that he then went on fuck we got now we got the receipts from him going on doing what biden did talking about and they're all i bet you they all have the same thing too well i don't know as a vice president you know you have to be you have to manage your documents he basically got caught doing the same shit that biden did and, and they're not the same and neither of them are the same as trump because trump motherfucking stole the things and wanted trump to keep them and boxes wouldn't give them back. boxes that were readily available <laughs> also biden's president so i don't care what he has in his fucking house right, right now currently right now well and also biden and both and even mike pence even though mike pence then in the same fox interview went on to say how horribly mistreated donald trump was being over the raid but still he took the documents and he wouldn't give them back. That's why they raided his place because he wouldn't give them back. The deal is the deal is this with classified documents. Every single one of them has classified documents floating around. There's docu- there's there's fucking classified documents in, like you said, Jimmy Carter's house yeah. from 1972. It's still sitting there. It's in Whitewater. It's in Washwater. Yeah, it's, it's in, in Uptown. It's in Downtown. <laughs> yeah. There's classified documents. It's in Clinton. It's in Clinton. It's in Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> 
Clinton. I mean, but exactly. It's, it's in Reagan. Fucking... It's in Bluegan. <laughs> it's at every fucking presidential library. They're they're blowing around. Yeah, like literally, like yes, like the, the Nancy Reagan's atheist son oh. has thirteen pieces in his glove compartment. He's right writing now. notes on it. He's yeah. jotting notes yeah. on it. He's like reminder. Suck yeah. a dick today. Yeah. He doesn't need that reminder though. Yeah, but he. <laughs> I <laughs> um, like the the class. This whole thing is so dumb. I can't so even. Dumb. I can't it's even a, take how dumb it is. Smoke screen. It's a waste of time. Ugh. And the bottom line is that fuck all that noise. The real turd fest eighty seven is in the House of Representatives. Ugh. That whole to do. We are. We're gonna. Ugh. We're gonna skip it this week. We're gonna talk about. There's 14 shootings, mass oh shootings are happening every 30 seconds. And so we're going to, we are going to talk about schools because ultimately that's where the shootings are really going to pop off. I mean, there's, of mm-hmm. course, these, the ones here in California aren't, they always, to me, they always happen in threes. Like, remember that one where that, where the YouTube one happened? That was like, there Ew, was like, that was like Santa Barbara or something. Yeah. There's like a, is it the YouTube headquarters in, in up in silicon valley but that was like the one time a woman did it and you know what if a woman is ever going to do it it is going to be in a fucking social media place it's going to be in facebook she's like don't tell me i'm like (laughs) exactly yeah i mean if i could pick anywhere for a woman to lose her shit and go postal it's right in one of those headquarters not that we want anyone to do that and i do just want to say this and please just let me let me just have this okay Okay. one woman uh, and if we did the research and i haven't done the research this is just my yeah you know, from the numbers we see on TV. Yeah. I know that particularly liberals are horny for a hate crime. Yeah. And we love, we need it to be, it's either against gays, it's a racial thing, it's whatever. But we're, now we're slowly seeing it isn't. And there's a connective tissue that's going on that is from A to Z, whether it's race, whether it's religion, whether it's you're against gay people, guess who's doing the shootings? Men. Correct. Yeah. So maybe. It's all men. I mean, they are hate crimes, but they're all men. You yeah. can, you can, we can keep trying to muddy the waters here, and you can keep trying to dilute it as all you want. But at the end of the day, you mean that's the problem. Yeah, you mean people want to say it's, it's, it's about religion or it's about, and, and it is, it's all those things. But at the end of the day, it's men doing it. The root problem <laughs> is men, and, and yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, and I do think that that's where you need to focus your in your, your the education with little boys to get at them before they and now listen people well, and the FBI and the CIA need to be paying the fuck attention because I guarantee you all these thirst clowns are lurking around and have been radicalized whether they're on 8chan 4chan Facebook the one, Reddit this go guy, find them motherfucker it's not that fucking hard no and this this 72 year 72 year old here in LA who did the shooting which is why that guy could get the gun out of his hand so easily he just still slapped it up. right at, I mean I don't yeah. want to hate on the guy who did he was a, he, he what I thought was interesting about that shooting them out was that you did a so there's that about the hero from yeah that guy started a domino yeah, effect you said in your you did a full so there's that about how once that guy did that yes we all know we can do it now yes and now people are gonna the people are trying to get cute you're gonna get pistol whipped with yes. your own fucking yes. machete bitch uh, absolutely <laughs> one million percent agree i thought that when i saw that i was like even though that guy's 72 and it whatever that we are the 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 consciousness is going yeah, to be you were right i'm gonna but someone's gonna take your gun away 
Because clearly every time. Attention. And by the way, let's not. And we're that guy looked pretty strong to me. Uh, that seventy-two-year-old. He was on. Well, he's insane. He had dad strength. Yep. He had crazy strength. Yep. He had homeless drug addict strength yep. type of energy. Yep. And when somebody's like up on their own adrenaline, adrenaline, it's, and he and yeah, yeah these seventy-two-year-olds are they're not not strong. I thought when they showed the picture of him in the on the news, I was like, he looked like a teenager. He's wearing a little beanie. <laughs> he looked young. He looked like a little boy. Uh, one of the pictures I thought looked like me, and you said the only reason it didn't is because he didn't have long hair coming out. Oh, <laughs> with the bo- <laughs> when he had the beanie on. Um, and and everything comes back to me. Uh, now, well, you looked real thin. Thank you. Ooh, thank you. We're going to go over all the gossip of the Real Housewives of the House of Representatives. <laughs> The Real House of Representative Housewives, whatever. The, that's the right. And I and, and just to put a cap on it, uh, the reason why the Mike Pence thing is so exciting about being in the House is because they're gonna have to fa- they're gonna have to deal with questions about who's gonna run the committee. You know, the whole thing was with Biden. Oh, and the fucking documents and unclassified documents. Well, what are, point, now, we just what need, are you gonna do? Yeah, now, bitch? What are you gonna do? Yeah, we all. What, she, what committee <laughs> are you gonna do? Are you gonna do a documents committee? We, we all just do? need to go. Let's just lay it all to bed, except for Trump's is what needs to happen. That is what needs to happen. That's the only problem. Boxes and boxes. And it was not just classified. It was like top secret, ultimate top secret. And it was clear he was using those as leverage. It's just different. It only needs to be Trump. The rest of this needs to be like done, but whatever. We're still going through holiday cards, Mima, from our 14 listeners. So I want I wanted everyone to know that if you sent us a card or a picture for our drug dem bulletin board and you haven't heard us mention it, listen. Just keep listening. We will eventually get to all of them. It's hard during the holidays because we're just fucking drunk all the time and <laughs> my birthday and it's you know, so we but we there are some we did get holiday cards from like people that we know and love. And then we did get holiday cards from like new people. And you know, that's my favorite thing. It's like, oh, we have a listener we didn't know about. Oh, I love that. Speaking of holiday, Soroya and her two little mice, Summer and Ghost. Mm-hmm. So cute. So cute. They're so sexy. <laughs> um, uh, they all together made us a mini critter drug den um, to add to our franchise. Um, with our bird cafe and our squirrel bar, we yes. have a newly minted squirrel bar. It's like yeah. a pub, like it's got like well, it's like a par- a bench, like you'd sit at it, like well, you a, know, it's a picnic bench, but it's on top of a cat tree, and it's got full Guinness on tap. It's got oh, crunchies, yeah. It's got everything you need to be a rooftop pub. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's exactly it's like what a rooftop it is. bar. Yeah, an outdoor outdoor rooftop bar. Yeah, it's so chic, so nice. But, but like now rugged. we have a fucking drug den thanks to Soroya Love. and Summer and Ghost. And, the, and it looks like it's like for tiny little birds or tiny little mice. And birds, like, uh, birds, birds. Don't they seem like druggies? <laughs> yeah, they do. They like. They're like. Looking, looking around, yeah. but they don't look too long. They're always cracking out, tweaking, tweaking, tweaking. Yeah, they, one nut at a time. This is a perfect drug den. It says drug den. It has a little place for something to stand yes, or do. That something. would be like a bird. That's it. And then it's just so cute. There's a little door in the back. Maybe like there would be a mouse or a bird that'd be like Barbara, like you know what I mean? Yeah, druggy. She'd come in and be like, "Have hey, this in your house for me." Yeah. <sighs> I actually lived there about 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, no, we just built that. I did, uh, no, I lived there 15 years ago, and I, oh, I'm just going to take a little nap inside there. That's what I'm gonna do. We're going to put it outside so that 
so that the little critters can access Good, it. Good, I hope so. It can go with that other little house out there. It'll be so cute. Now, they, they also made us a, a picture. We I want Soraya to know that we're getting the other picture that they made, which is a general picture of... It's a picture of the new studio in Drug Den. We are with us in it. We're getting that shit framed. Like, oh. remember? Yes. Yeah. How exciting. It's so cute. This is also a very cute card that's... um. It's like a Christmas tree with a, a Star of David on top and there's a dreidel, but it's done in like ripped paper. Yeah, because that's I what, like it. I think it's cool. That's what the little mice do. And that's what our other picture is. It has a rainbow, but it's like they gnaw oh, at yeah. cloth, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's cute. It says, Happy Hanumas and Merry Christmaka to Julian Brandy, Hart Soroya, and the Rat Babes, Ghost in Summer. I mean, she calls them rats. I call them mice. Um, but <laughs> I like that they're rat babes. Rat babes. Rat they're, babes. They're so cute. We love you, Soraya. We love our new drug den. We're putting it outside yep. for the critters and all the all the neighbors can see what we're about. I and they already know <laughs> from when I dropped a bottle of Vuve on your driveway at 3 a.m. Okay. Um, Lauren Jacobs, uh-huh. who we love, she sent us an update. I hope we're allowed to read this, Lauren, because in the past we've kept we've kept Lauren's business a little bit of a secret um, because she was kind of employed by the U.S. government at Uh, one time. But she sent us an update, which is very exciting. Aloha, Julian Brandy. Aussie accent. It's written right there. Aussie (laughs) accent. Hey, guys. I'm way behind on the Patreons, so I hope you had a wonderful holiday and safe passage through Drake's Passage. Ever since you mentioned your Antarctica trip, I've been given so many Drake's Passage and Antarctica TikToks by the algorithm. You guys are truly influencers. I finally got out of the Navy this year, thank God, and I just finished my first year of a doctorate program in clinical psychology. I love it, and hopefully in a few years, you will be able to say that a doctor listens to your Patreon bonuses. Ha ha! (laughs) We got a new Frenchie puppy, JJ, this Christmas, cementing the choice for me to never give birth to a human child and to only raise dogs the rest of my life. You both bring me so much joy with your podcast and never fail to make me laugh nonstop. Sometimes I also have full menti bees, mental breakdowns, and cry endlessly like during Patreon Idol and Sweet Peewee's health journey. But all worth it. I hope you both have an amazing new year and 2023. If you ever want or need to come to Hawaii, you have a place to stay. The seven minute walk to the beach is worth the French gremlins. Haha, that meaning her bulldogs. We would like to see the French gremlins. Yeah, are you kidding me? Yeah. Love you both. Lauren Jacobs. Well, Lauren, I don't know if since you're behind on the Patreons, um, I don't know if you know, but this is Pee Wee 23. That's what we're calling <laughs> yeah. it. Um, I appreciate that she's behind on the Patreons, but she's still subscribed. Oh, that's nice. You know, she stays subscribed and it's really nice. And it's, I think her husband, her guy's name is Andrew. Yeah, Andrew. So now it's JJ and BB. Oh, that's like BB. That's what, what my goddaughter Ren calls me, Auntie BB. BB. Auntie BB. We're JJ and BB. That's right. Are they named after us, Lauren? <laughs> JJ and BB? And now I always go, hi, BB. I, I, you hi, do that. You do. Hi, BB. <laughs> hi, BB. Well, we love Lauren and we love fucking Hawaii. And yeah, not only will it be a doctor listening, it will be someone um, who's going to see how fucked up we are. <laughs> she can go work for better health. <laughs> That's right. And um, particularly on this week's Patreon memo, we did mushrooms mm. and then we had a a scary 
creepy, crazy incident with a raccoon in your, in basically like the attic crawl space above our drug den. And I don't know, you don't really want to be on drugs late at night and then hear an intruder on the roof. Who sounds like they're dragging a full human body yeah, a dead through the body. house. We weren't, we were never, other than eating anything that where you might have needed a condiment, they, we, and the food was fine, but I didn't have any of the food or even see any of the food no. that they offer at Oz. And that doesn't mean it wasn't there, but I'm talking about just even in a casual setting, I never saw something such as what, Memo, a kangaroo slider? Yeah. We never saw that. No, I never, no. And I don't know if, what's that? What's that noise? Even Dumpling got up. Is something on our roof? Look at Dumpling. Dumpling's looking up. Is it an animal? It sounds like somebody's dragging a dead body on the roof. Doesn't it? Yeah. It sounds like something fell and now something's dragging it. Even Dumpling's so tired. Wig just woke up. I mean, that's scary. That was so scary. But this is just animals, I guess, up there. Nacho's up now, too. Listen. I can see it in the vent. I see something. <gasps> oh my God. If I heard that at night, I don't know what I would do in my mouth. That is so scary. That sounds like a full grown human being in the wall. Do you think a rat can make that much noise? No. What do you think it is, a raccoon? Oh my gosh. There's no... I mean, that was a little stressful to do on mushrooms. Oh, reliving that. That's the kind of shit going down on the Patreon. I didn't realize I was doing like a full like. (sighs) You were doing full Blair Blair Witch Project. I I honestly, that was not, that was authentic. Uh, That was authentic. I didn't, I was just, I stayed in my seat. Apparently on the microphone, you got up and were putting your shoes on and getting like different gear together to go fucking, you got a headlamp and all the shit. But like, I didn't realize I was, I was just in the moment. And then yeah. I'm hearing that. I'm like, nice acting, bitch. <laughs> but it, it was, yeah, well, exactly. It was completely and utterly f- f- terrifying. 
Uh, well, if that appealed to you at all, um, they're not always a horror show. I mean, they are, but just in a different way. Yeah, well, I mean, we're doing like songs and poems and bullshit and stories and rants and yeah, but it's not political. No, not political. There's no ads. And in fact, we were cut off t discussing uh, season two of P Housewives of Potomac, oh, yeah. which we don't usually talk about either. But we are um, we're just going back and we we're watching every every season of the Real Housewives of Potomac. <sighs> so great. sometimes we just pop off on some random shit, but it's not like it's not a TV no. Patreon per se. No. Um, so you can go to julianbrandy.com, all the information, and if there's an episode you can listen to for free, you can click on, there's a link in the description of this uh, episode, um, wherever you're listening to it, you can listen to a free episode of the Patreon. It's a dollar an app. we do two a week, they're both an hour, we highly, highly urge and beg everyone to join. <laughs> um, one of our favorite Patreon subscribers and original 14 listeners um, he's a major Patreon supporter. We love him. Anthony66. He got us some savory chicken skin. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to call them chips. Yeah. Now, just in time for our health journey, because straight yeah. up, we had never had these, Anthony. We've already eaten pretty much. We've eaten all of the. Um, I don't even have them here because they were. What is it called when they're when they're vinegary? Oh, salt and vinegar. Yeah, we ate all of those. So he got us basically like original and then salt and vinegar. So they're called flock, and they're basically just chicken skin. I know that sounds that's kind of like disgusting. Yeah, to say. Yeah. But they're not disgusting. They're only 180 calories for this whole bag, and they are so rich and so intense that you don't you can't even sit. It's not eat, like eating a bag of chips. You can open one and have two and walk away. Yeah. And it's, and yeah. I like that about it because it's crunchy. It feels like a chip. Yeah. And it has zero total carbs, zero sugar, and 13 grams of protein in just this thing. Anthony, quite frankly, like it's, it's, it was a, it was a great gift. Oh, really? no, I didn't yeah. see these. What are those? These are barbecue ones. Oh, that, I bet that's like, oh my God. Barbecue these chicken. are at the bottom. We only mm. went in and saw the salt and vinegar. Well, Fuck that must yeah, have been Anthony. like dumpling was going insane last night over that box. Like, I had oh. to move it. Um, I love them. They are, they pack a punch, and I love really being do. able to go in, even if it's like a, a sweet treat, go in and be like something super rich. You have one bite yeah. and you're done. Not just keep going, keep going, keep crunching, keep crunching. And they're very crunchy, too, Anthony. They're really crunchy. Enjoy your gift. Here's some savory snacks. Anthony 66 from Anthony Agard. We love them. We love them. And we love you. Okay, so last but not least, um, another one of our hardcore Patreon stars, Selena Guest. Now, we love this bitch. We love, love, love her. Um, she got us a box of assorted treats, um, plus an Ulta gift card for my birthday. Dear Jundi. Sending this love a little late because your bitch procrastinates. Works her fucking ass off and overcommitted for all the holiday events. Regardless, it comes from a place of love, and I hope you both enjoy all these little treats. I wanted to send gifts that covered both holidays, and if there's no name listed, then it is just your preference. Enjoy, and Happy New Year, Selena. Te amo, chingonas. Chingonas? Or chingonas? Chingonas. Oh, chingonas. Te amo. Uh, we love you too, ching chingona. Yeah. Um... <laughs> The, she got us like a bunch of like eye, eye gels and and lip. Oh, she, oh Selena, she already oh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> the bitch 
is having Mamau's having a lip moment, so she loves a lip moisturizer. She used the lip thing right away. I was drinking a coconut water, trying to hydrate after all the drugs we've been doing, uh-huh. and I came in and you were done using your lip thing, yeah, and it was stuck on the side of my coconut water. <laughs> A big lip patch. Well, where else does one put it? Yeah, I mean, it was perfect. So then I just continued drinking it with your lips on the side. Um, <laughs> it's a bunch of them, and we love, we actually love these. I love eye gels. Then you got the coolest notebook that looks like an 80s love it. VHS tape. <gasps> I love it. It's such a great notebook, Selena. Like, I mean, I'm gel, but I got Kamala Harris. And that one is also good. And mine has all quotes of Kamala Harris Ugh. inside. Our unity is our strength. And our diversity is our power. We reject the myth of us versus them. We are in this together. You better work. Yes. (laughs) Okay, now we get to go to ski and learn something from one of our favorite teachers. No dark sarcasm in the classroom Teacher, leave them kids alone Now it's time for Brandy and I to ride our tiny bicicleta to skew. This is our segment called Time for Skew, where a live person teaches us something. Today, we're going to learn everything we can in 30 minutes about what in the housewives' (laughs) hell is going on in America's schools. And we are going to learn a lot because our returning professor for the day is Shalita M. Shaw, the star, the most famous star of this segment that we've ever had. Truly, for real. Now... We always love riding our tiny bicicleta to skewer, and we've learned so much from all of our past teachers, but you, I'm sure, will remember her appearance back in October, because our teacher today, Shalita M. Shaw, is an actual teacher, like, as her job. She's a tenured professor who's been teaching for over 20 years, but she is currently on sabbatical in order to address the mental health elephant lurking in American classrooms. We are honored that she agreed to do our stupid podcast again. So without further ado, it's time to learn all about the current crisis happening in American skews with Shalita M. Shaw. Hi, Hi Shalita. Hi, ladies. Oh, just uh, listen. We don't know where to start. There is so much terrible shit happening to (laughs) students and teachers Mm -hmm. and curriculums Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. classrooms all across this country. I mean, listen, Kevin McCarthy is from Bakersfield. The shit's happening in California, too. Um, Even just in the last two weeks, we're only in the third week of 2023 in the last two weeks. It's already Mm -hmm. been crazy. I mean, I feel like kids have only been back in school for a week, but a six-year-old already brought a gun to class and shot his teacher. So we're just curious, has America (laughs) passed the point of no return? No, we always have hope, right? We always have hope. I always have hope. And so I live my life that way. I would not put anything that I do or say past the point 
of hope. I actually have the audacity to have hope <laughs> in the words of yeah. Barack Obama. All right. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, but I remember Barack Obama. I know the good old days. <laughs> but what I will say is we have reached an all new low. Mm. And the reason that that is accurate is because things are happening now that you didn't fathom, but was forewarned about, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, for instance, in our last conversation, I said to you guys, the focus keeps going on the students, and by all means, they should get their resources, but no one is focused on the teachers, and you cannot run a school without tending to the care of the teachers, right? And so what has happened in this six-year-old case is this teacher had a issue and no one took it as seriously as they should have, uh, which is what led us to this phase. I knew as soon as I heard the story that that wasn't a student that came to school that day out of nowhere caused this major disruption. I immediately said to the TV, oh, that was a problem student. (laughs) I I was certain of it. And I was certain that that teacher had sought some help. And of course, as we talked about what we were gonna share today in doing my research, I saw that confirmed, right? To the point that they're sharing these messages back and forth. And I think they were shared by one of the spouses of one of the teachers that works with um, the shootee. And I was floored by the fact that they said she had asked for help on several occasions. You know, this is a student that allegedly, it's been reported, talked about lighting. um, uh, Yeah, a teacher on fire. Faculty on fire, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. This is a student who had furniture, that he was throwing around in a separate incident. And I think because the age many times trips people up, mm-hmm. right? The, the age gets people confused on their moral compass because you think that all things should go out the window because they're young. I actually don't subscribe to that at all. I think that manipulation and tribulation in a child starts very young. And this is evidence of that. Mm -hmm. So again, I don't think we're at the worst, but I do believe if we don't start paying attention to not the complaints, but to the hearts of the teacher, right? This teacher is saying, help me, help me. And when we don't, when we don't submit to the help of one of our teachers, this happens. What do you think? Mm -hmm. Like, I one of my favorite pastimes is reading about how um, people who are wrongly imprisoned or <laughs> then they sue and get a ton of money. Like, is there any recourse for a teacher who has mm. like, for example, this the, this teacher who made c- formal complaints to whoever it is, mm-hmm. the vice principal, however it goes to then go. Yeah, um, I was shot through the hand. I'm now going to sue you <laughs> for not listening mm-hmm. to me and protecting me when I asked for help. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that it's in place, but I think her case would be unprecedented. But every first case is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we we just got done celebrating Dr. 
Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, everything he did was unprecedented. Mm -hmm. There has to be one. And so she may be the one, right? Because this has definitely gone too far. My problem is what I said to, to you, Julie and Brandy, last time I said to you, the problem is administration waits for an incident to happen. Right. I don't know if you all remember me saying that, but those are my exact words. They wait for an incident to then react to it. When there is a real cause now for pro-action, right? Like we need to see how we can put things in place that allows a teacher to still be constructive, to allow a teacher to still have the freedom and, and the department to teach students without fearing that they're going to be hurt because they do a lot of the language around students feeling comfortable. Yeah. See, that's what I was saying to you all last time. Mm-hmm. Schools have become student-centered, but it's out of order. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah out exactly. of order. Teachers have to be the primary concern. The oil runs down. It doesn't run up. But because everybody is fearful of what will happen to these students, Mm -hmm. everybody seems fearful of whether they will sue. They have lost what really matters. And that is when you care for the teachers, the teachers take care of that school. Yeah. Period. And we're in and part of the low, I think, that we're in the the swamp, if you will, that we're in is that (laughs) Mm -hmm. no one can agree on or approaching how we can maybe it's just happens we don't have kids so i'm just speaking out of turn but i would probably do it they're 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 putting projecting their their rights onto their kids rights so it's i don't want to wear a mask i don't want my kid to wear a right. mask. i want gun rights mm-hmm. yes i want to have rights mm-hmm. to my gun my then that just then bleeds right. onto the kid having the rights right. to the gun and mm-hmm. it, it, i mean that's what i feel it's like and then it's all of a sudden my kids rights 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 which you know there's something mm-hmm. to be said for that but mm-hmm. when you're the only person saying that we need to first look mm-hmm. out for the teacher's rights, the teacher's protection. Yes, yeah, so then that exactly. And then how do we shift the the consciousness of what is just like and it's the same thing and we'll which we're gonna get to about race and and mm-hmm. and racism gender. and gender and discrimination. It's like mm-hmm. the parents are are or are, are are running what we're supposed to the teachers are supposed to teach. And it's ruining everything. (laughs) Well, the reason that it's ruining everything is because parents, parents too are out of order, right? Right. What they forgot was you run your home. You don't run the school. However, we oftentimes have, not all the time, but we oftentimes have administration that allows them to run the school. Mm -hmm. So what happens is you end up having a third party, right, running a school that never works that doesn't work in business that doesn't work in homes that doesn't work in schools you have to have leadership in the school and not only leadership i would venture to say you need people who are also visionaries right because leadership deals with the day-to-day basis how you can see things progressing but visionary is when you see above the clouds right Mm -hmm. and when you see above the clouds you work proactively. A real visionary in a school would be prepared for a six-year-old's misbehavior. And let me say this, upon the first complaint, would have done something about it. If there was a second complaint, that student should have been asked to leave. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm saying. Everybody is scared of the repercussions that might come down from a parent. 
and no one see the more you cover the parents the one who's not in the building you have to pull that covering from somewhere what they've done is pull the covering from the teachers and place it onto yeah. the parents yeah but the parents are not the school's responsibility the students are the teachers are so because it's out of order and i said to you guys this thing is going to get worse because it's out of order until classroom wellness comes down to us taking care of the teachers first students second this will not have a pleasant ending it will not and you will see the mental health crisis increase mm -hmm. but again the focus is on the mental health crisis of the students that is inaccurate I do think students are having their own suffering and I think it should be addressed and resources should be given. But who is also having a men, so I should say, and who is also having a mental health crisis are the teachers. That's why they are leaving at record rates. Yeah. This teacher will not be back. Let's accept that. <laughs> She won't come back to that school. She will not come back on those terms and she will not come back without her bank account being a little more loaded. And <laughs> That's right. right. People need to be paid and we there's, you know, mm -hmm. there's signs across Blue Lives Matter, all this bullshit. I mean, we don't know because we live in California, but we heard that there's signs that say Blue Lives Matter <laughs> and like Kansas. Um, but it's like, I don't, we don't get to see any signs that say teachers matter. Right. I know that there's entitlement across the board, even, you know, private schools and, I mean, they can be the biggest, you know, dicks of all time. But what really b bothers me is this entitlement to a free school oh. where people are being underpaid, the teachers. Mm -hmm. And now you're coming in there like screaming about your rights. I mean, the public education, I don't know when it got invented in like Little House in the Prairie Days or whatever. But it's like mm -hmm. they act like they should be able to run this thing that they're not paying for at all. Well, it's also right. the right. it's like the mentality that ran January 6th. This is our house. This is our house. And it's like, mm. this isn't your house. <laughs> this is not mm -hmm. actually your house. You, this isn't, this you isn't, don't actually pay you, yeah, you, this isn't literally your house. So mm -hmm. it's like, mm -hmm. we, there is a nuance that has gone out the door yeah. and mm -hmm. out people's minds through this, through, I don't know when it started. I mean, you'd probably know better than us. Like when you started feeling like teachers particularly were being really shafted yes but like this too. the level of entitlement across Those the board and 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 i guess the question is or where do you where would you as a person who's sort of in the trenches of it where do you start where do you start to try and change mm -hmm. this well you know i am now in a place where ladies i don't want to just have the conversation i want to be the voice mm -hmm. right I want to be the voice of educators all across the country who are suffering. I want to be the voice of, I, I want to call because she deserves it. But even more than that, um, I want people to know her name. I want to be the voice of teachers, right? Like Mrs. Zwerner in Newport News, Virginia, who, you know, found herself in a situation that could have been avoid it. And what I loved in all of the reading is how now, now they're saying the child has, you know, acute a, a disability. disability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, acute mm -hmm. disability. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, but disabilities have nothing to do with um, behavior. Like, you know, right. if, if, 
if if we're talking about the simple essence of what is right and what is wrong, we teach our pets that <laughs> trick. Exactly. Right? <laughs> and so the idea that we want to now talk about, you know, what is going on with the child versus the the teacher. Any article you read focused a lot on the student versus the teacher. You know what I mean? And the fact that it, it's not just something that is happening with her. This got the attention it got because there is a gun involved. But it should have received this magnitude of attention in her school when she said, help me. Mm -hmm. This child is misbehaving to the point that I cannot do it alone. Help me. But I'm telling you, and I told you guys vulnerably and honestly, when I have found myself in situations, this is with college age students, it often comes back to administration telling me what I did wrong. If a six-year-old is talking about setting on fire and watching you die and throwing furniture mm -hmm. around, you have to, as uh, would think, as educators and administrators would think, that kid's probably being abused. That kid's probably, I mean, I'm sorry. That kid, I mean, maybe they're not. Maybe they're just like mentally ill. But at the at that point, you know, sorry, sorry, not sorry, but yeah. like probably being abused, probably. So maybe, maybe, maybe look into it without the fear of there has to be some, some responsibility to the parent. Like, yeah, or on the parent or on, on the parent. Yeah. Like, like if, the, and if they are mentally ill. And the parent even said in the, these articles, we went to school with him every single day. We had to sit in the classroom with him because we knew he had a problem, a disability that's which but is not like dyslexia. There that day. Exactly. But and why weren't there they? That day. Right. But you know what was there? They're gone, right. which wasn't locked up, but they tried to pretend it was. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, he's a. Yeah, his acute disability allowed him to get the key. Yeah, and exactly. unlock the gun. Right. But they're responsible. Yes, that's what I'm saying. And, and here's the other thing: you bring up such a good point too with the idea of whether it's a disability or not. Here's the reality. That point is above the teacher's pay grade. Right. Whatever resources he needs is no longer accomplishable in her room. Mm -hmm. Get him out of there. That's yeah. right. That's the point that I'm making. Whatever yep. the diagnosis is, if it's a mental health issue, if it's an abuse issue, whatever the issue is, it is now above her. Mm. So get him out of her classroom because yeah. in the middle of that you also have these kids that came to school to learn yeah. and now there's a distraction there it is a ripple effect yep. you know and then they now are traumatized from what happened in the classroom but I guarantee you they will get those kids the help they need I guarantee you right but they will not ask the other teachers what if this impacted them? Mm. What about the teachers that had the student before? What about the teacher that was next door? What about the the, yeah. the floor that heard the gun go off? Yeah. Are you all going to ask the teachers about their trauma, their suffering, right? Because yeah. kids are still in a place where they have resilience. You're talking about true adults who have their livelihoods. At stake. Even in one of the articles, one of the teachers didn't even want to say her name. Mm. And when they asked her why, she said, out of fear that she would be punished by the school that's for beyond, talking about it. That is beyond 
I mean, I can't even believe that. Like you're in some kind of mafia for your low pay. That's what got me. At, at least if nothing else, they almost running it like corporate America, which is disgusting. Yes. And now and you're not yes. and no one's getting I don't want to say you, but I mean, in general, you know, public yeah. school teachers are not being paid like they're in corporate America. They are being so incredibly, terribly underpaid, like at least pay these people for the risk they're under mm-hmm. and the service and the, they're providing. Yeah, that's right. I we had we would could not wait to get your take on this. So a school district in Seattle is suing Facebook, TikTok, Mm -hmm. YouTube, Instagram, um, claiming that they cause the mental health crisis in schools. Now, we are into this for many reasons, um, mostly because we despise (laughs) social media companies, all of them across the board. But I do like that (laughs) Seattle... Even though the emphasis here is on the students and not the teachers and I and what we really mm-hmm. love about, you know, all of this is that we're 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 trying to refocus with you onto the teachers. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is Seattle's attempt in my litigious apparently 2023, I guess I'm all about suing everyone, <laughs> to get money <laughs> Yeah, for their school district so uh... that they can be like, fuck you money. Mm-hmm. And I feel like mm-hmm. that's the reason so that they can finally be like, You're not gonna tell us how to run our school because we have enough money, we don't need you or we don't need you know, I guess the public school funding from taxes. There's got to be a reason that's more money related than just suing these companies. I, I certainly would not sit here and act like I don't agree that social media has played a huge role in the demise of student productivity student participation and students' attention to all things that could help them be great, right? I don't I don't deny that social media has helped with the demise of that. Um, my concern here when I read some of those articles was that there seems to be a plea, right? on behalf of the students, the students are in crises. You know, it has caused mental, and and listen, any of us that have uh, engaged in the research of that, or even if you watch the documentary, Social Dilemma on Netflix, I actually created a whole assignment, like two week journey through that because I wanted students to understand things that are happening are by design, right? So full disclosure, I've done assignments around it. I've had in the assignment sheet, please watch it with your friends and family so that they understand what is really going on. So I don't disagree that the lawsuit has some merit. Now that I've said that, (laughs) it's almost like church. Now that I've thanked the Lord, let me now say, (laughs) I am weary that something like this further complicates the voice of a teacher like myself who wants you to also pay attention to the health crisis in the school concerning the teachers. See, when you start legislating things that say there's a mental health crisis, it's connected to the students, et cetera, it also gives reason for some and excuse for others, right? Mm -hmm. To behave or misbehave, to use or misuse, to understand or misunderstand. 
all of the workings of that. And so my fear is that the focus will solely be on the mental health crisis for the students rather than how it has impacted the teachers. Because listen, the same way students, you know, get online and, and cyber bully their peers, they do it to the teachers too, right? Yeah. There are incidents where they have, you know, found videos in their private lives and posted them. There are, you know, where they have taken nude pictures. And I, I actually know this for a true fact. There was a teacher in Chicago who had pictures with her and her significant other on her phone. A student got her phone off the desk Ugh. and started posting those pictures. Ugh. And that she's not by herself. Like, and so my my question in a situation like that is, would a lawsuit like this cover her? So even something as noble as this, which again, I think has good intention, but if you leave out the teacher in the intention, once again, the teacher has no coverage and her dreams can also be shot. Excuse the pun. Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. I mean, it's your, if they put in teachers into, let's say, a, a lawsuit like that, that said students and teachers, mm -hmm. that maybe mm -hmm. something such as students should stop weaponizing. Can I use that word? <laughs> That's not overused yeah. right Good now. Pun. Pun. Everyone's weaponizing everything. Ugh. So, but and they do, are, they do do it against teachers and, and they, they get in their business, they yeah. find their private it's not accounts. Fair. And they blast mm -hmm. it to their friends. If you could only ban one, or if you had to ban one of these apps, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, which one would you say is the most harmful to teachers or students and, and like in what way? I don't know that I know enough about each one of them collectively or individually to honestly answer that question. I think my immediate answer would be, aren't they all having the same effect? But I do know that young people tend to venture, right, or lean towards one versus the other. But what that is, I don't know. Like today is TikTok. Next week, it'll be something else. You right. know what I mean? Yep. It, it changes so much. I mean, we, we've gone from Facebook to Instagram to TikTok to Snapchat. The reason that there are so many of you for you to list is because it keeps changing with them, mm. right? Which also we can have a conversation about the fact that longevity just has no place with the young people. So that's a different conversation. I don't know which one, but what I do know is they all have had similar effects on their mental health. I will say that. And that is because anytime you misuse something, that is going to happen. Yeah, It wasn't intended. I mean, we had to create a word, ladies. Cyberbully wasn't even a word 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, the reality of the situation is the cyberbullying is happening on all of the platforms and in huge numbers. We're talking millions of attacks that have come on teachers, educators from K through 12 to higher education all across the country. And this is the thing, if they're not doing their job, that's okay for you to have a complaint. But a complaint is not the same as you trying to condemn. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to condemn yeah. these people, people who their livelihood depends on it. But I'm telling you, if a teacher is, you know, um, seen out in that, they're called to the office. 
not the students who are doing you know they will literally say to you now take it from me they will say to you we have no way of tracing that so we can't be worried about that but if they hear you have done anything on social media you are called into the office you hear me yeah god forbid you get drunk and Mm -hmm. flash a titty or just have your (laughs) Mm -hmm. stomach out at a bar Mm -hmm. or something and somebody and then and there's all kinds you're gonna get fired yeah you're going to get i just saw a case um and i was trying to remember it because i knew i was gonna talk to you guys i just saw it on good morning um america and it was a teacher who got into an altercation with a student. I, 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 it's lost on me where it was, but got into an altercation with a student. And you literally see the student going off like they're cussing him out. It gets physical. And of course, then the teacher pins him up against the wall. What happens next? The news media is in. The teachers have already said they're going to sue. They don't want this young man to be able to teach, not just in that school. The parents' exact words was nowhere in the country. But we've yet to address the behavior of your your child. It's not right. We talked about the Uvalde, Texas, right? The, the, The teacher who was immediately accused of leaving the door propped open. Immediately. Immediately accused. Immediately. Only to find out, right? She didn't do it. And do you know that teacher still to this day, she hasn't gone back to school and she literally wears noise canceling headphones all day because she still has the trauma, not from the shooting ladies, from what happened after yeah, from the mob that attacked her. From the mob. And no protection. Nobody's there to protect the teachers. Nobody's there to protect the teacher. In addition to that, here's one of the biggest things that I wanted you all to pay attention close attention to from the last time we talked the numbers have shifted we talked about how you know the young teachers are coming in and they're like we'll give it a try you know we'll we'll make it happen you know because they have such spontaneity they're so spry Mm -mm. well i want you to know those numbers have changed you guys the young teachers are walking out They're walking out. There is a incident right now. I won't call the school, but I will tell you it just happened last week. Because now that I'm going all over the country talking about it, people are raising these concerns and talking to me about things that are happening that, guess what, won't make social media or won't make the news, right? Mm. But there is a school in Georgia just last week. A math teacher was going back and forth. Here again, there's a student being disrespectful. They're trying to get them calm. There ensues a banter back and forth. I want you to know that teacher went to her desk, packed her purse, and walked out that building. Good for her. Enough was enough. Yeah. I mean, what else could you do? That the level of self control that that must take because yes, you know what I mean. Like oh yes. Oh, I know what you mean. I've been there. Yeah, like (laughs) and you're in with college age people. Those are adults. Uh So now we're Uh dealing with. Even a high school person who's, that's not a six-year-old. That's a, that's a, yeah. that's a mid, almost adult person yeah. who's talking to you in a way that you have no recourse if you tell them to shut the fuck up yeah. or whatever. No, like, I would, I would die. I would get you, killed. <laughs> my first question was, I, I, I reached out to one of the, the parents and I said, what happens immediately after And I was, it was almost comical what she said. She said, oh, her daughter told her the administrator 
the principal, in other words, let me be very clear, the principal and the vice principal, you guys, they ran in in a panic like, oh, oh. And according to her daughter, gave them a stern talking to, that's a quote, stern talking to about their misbehavior and how they would not be having it. Well, my question was, this conversation came post the child's behavior. Mm -hmm. You know this wasn't the first incident. The reason that teacher walked out is not because of the banter. She walked out because of the helplessness. Yeah, yeah. Right. She walked out because this is something that I have completely redefined. And I appreciate you all giving me the opportunity to expose it and perhaps even introduce it. But this is what I know for sure. This is no longer about the burnout of the teachers. This is about the fact that teachers now have a broken that is the bottom line. When you burn out, you can go on a retreat, you can meditate, you can take a week off, you can take a day off, but at some point there is going to be some recompense, right? You're going to get some energy and you'll be ready to try it again. But when you have broken my spirit yeah, and teachers point. are now in a state of broken spiritedness and the reason they're not talking about it is there are several reasons, but I can tell you the top three are fear of repercussion. Isn't that what that teacher said concerning mm -hmm. that six-year-old? Yep. Judgment, okay? Because administration likes to tell you what your problem is. Right. Oh, you seem tired. Or, oh, you had all your doctor's appointments. You don't know what I have going on. <laughs> because I, I can't tell you. I can't share it with you. I can't trust you. Judgment is one and imposter syndrome, right? You mean to tell me I worked this hard to get here only to deal with this? I must be doing something wrong. Psychologically, I must not be in the right place. I, I, it obvious I wasn't called to be a teacher. Also, I told they, before, they, teachers they undermine teachers to give them that feeling, just like in corporate America. Mm -hmm. The whole thing, mm -hmm. those three reasons, the whole thing just smacks of like a Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> it does. That's what it makes me think of. Yeah. Working in a fucking corporate environment yeah. where mm -hmm. you're being harassed and not mm -hmm. protected by, you know, the board mm -hmm. and you can't tell anyone mm -hmm. and you're walking around. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get fired. It's it's miserable. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that mm -hmm. that's it's wrong on so many levels. It's mm -hmm. like and it is institutionalized. Mm -hmm. Who is going to mm. shift the conversation to we've got to like turn this profession and the, these educators, they need to be better treated and, and, and better protected, quite frankly. The answer is me. That's right. that. Check that and check. Let me just write that down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The answer is me. All jokes aside, the reality of the situation is that's why I said to you all earlier, when I first talked to you, I wanted to simply be part of the conversation. That's it. But now in the work that I've done in the months that we've been apart and the hundreds of people teachers, educators, parents who have come to me and said to me, mm. you know, this is a real problem. Thank you for hearing my voice. Even the feedback you all got from our previous conversation, right? Yeah. Really became the wind beneath my wings. Like, oh my God, I'm not just speaking for myself. I'm speaking for most. See, that's, that's different for even speaking for some, right? I realized I was speaking for most that are really having that issue and concern. When you found 
feedback, some of it you all share with me where people were willing to almost pour out their souls and what they've been struggling with. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Miguel Cardonas and all of the rest of them, Department of Educational, National Association of Educators, you know, Purpose Built Schools, Chicago Public Schools, we could go on and on. Your answer is me. You need to get in touch with me because now my intention is to take this message, not just in my own area, but to take it all over the country because we need help. Like we got to get that that movement right headed by you, which then you then yeah. go down. You get into the house. You go to Congress. You're going to speak. You're going to. I mean, we're, and the I mean, teachers can make yes. testimonials with the I hashtag. I mean, listen, yeah. you guys. I've even written the White House. True, I've written President Biden and and uh, Vice President Kamala Harris. That's how passionate I've been. My curriculum I've designed is called Classroom Wellness 101, and its focus is around teachers. Classroom Wellness 101. I have coined the phrase, watch for the yellow, because that is the end goal, to get teachers to go back to watching for the yellow. When I became a teacher over 20 years ago, every day had some sort of sunshine in it. Do you hear me? I don't care how bad the day was. Just the fact that I was impacting a life had a sunshine. I watched for yellow every day, you guys. I watched for yellow every day. And so that's what this is. We are trying to watch for the yellow, because if we don't, we had over a thousand teachers leave Chicago in less than a year, mm. 30 plus thousand in 2022, it is going to double. Because oh you have to know when that teacher got shot, other teachers packed their bags. Shalita, have you, thought about, have you thought about running for office? I mean, no, like, I mean, not you for nothing. the second time you have asked me Well, then I'm asking you again the third time. <laughs> Here's the third. I mean, honestly, like it seems like what needs to happen. I mean, if we're going to get into the there's the there's the certainly the movement, all of that, which is needs to happen and the groundswell That's and what the I snowball think. and all of that. I think an organizer needs to get her and get get the big movement going. Yes. So we can get get the hashtag going. But you think. But well, then ultimately, in my opinion, at least I mean, and I don't know, but it seems to me that we, as we organize, the organizer comes, the organizer gets the groundswell, the groundswell swells up. Shalita's at the front of it. Then then she's pr- catapulted and has to run for some sort of like I would definitely Miguel appreciate it, job. Yeah. If she was there instead of Miguel. Cardo's. Like, sorry. Maybe she needs to get with Jill Biden. Oh, God. Also I wish te- that you would get yeah, with Jill Biden. Also a teacher. Yes. Not like that, my mouth. Oh. <laughs> yes. Lesbian. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. true. Yes. Isn't that good? Yes. That's true. Yeah, I didn't mean to make everyone feel uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, yes, yes, you should. You're right. Jill Biden. Yes. Especially because she came from community college. And of course, that's where I've been for over a decade. You know, the problem is across the board. And that's what I'm saying. We focus a lot of times on the scholastic achievement and we base that based on the number. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, none of that will matter if the teachers leave. Yeah, It won't matter. And they're leaving at record rates because of their broken spirit. And let's be honest about that. Students, administration, parents, they have collectively played a part in the breaking of the spirit. We have to be honest about that. See, the reason this is not working is because it shifted from teamwork, right, to whoever screams the loudest. Yep. And that wasn't what school was supposed to be. You mm-hmm. entrusted your students. You entrusted your kids. You entrusted these little people into us to give them what they needed to be successful out in that world. Because the world is cruel enough. 
So you mean to tell me as I channel through, journey through the cruel world to get to the building, I still have to deal with the cruelty of the people and the parents and the students in the building? That is out of order. Out of, out order. of order. Out of order. And you know what? Just as out a final order. thing, we, the privileged kids out of order. Uh, and rural kids will go to their Mormony homeschools, but the last absolutely they'll be fine. Yeah, and the last thing we want is a bunch of uneducated motherfuckers running the streets, okay? <laughs> Who just dropped out of school in sixth right. grade because teachers left in droves, and there was the classrooms right. were empty. Like it's not going to be cute. It is not going to be cute. It's no. going to be out of order. Shalina. Hashtag that's the hashtag. <laughs> yeah, hashtag out of order. order. That's the hashtag. Out of hashtag order. out of and order. You know what? To say you're so right because the truth is, wherever there is a lack of education, there is poverty. The two go hand in yeah. hand. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever there is, yeah, because education gets you out. Yep. So wherever there is a lack of education, I guarantee you the crime is high. But in order for us to get back to our calling, because again, teachers are called, we're not made. And so those of us that have been called, let us get back to the calling. And if that has to happen based on the lashes I have endured on my own back, I'm willing to do that. Tell our 14 listeners where they can immediately find you. Send the feedback to you that we got so much last time. Well, you know, you can always look at my website. It's up now and running. www.smsconsults. That's with an S. So S-M-S-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-S dot com. And also Watch for the Yellow. At Watch for the Yellow is now um, on Instagram for me. It's one of... Uh, um, my sites up there. So at watch for the yellow smsconsults.com. And you can always email me yourself. There is a, a way to contact me on my website, but you can also email me at Shaw 8140 S H A W 8140 at Comcast.net. Now I just want to say we could do hashtag watch for the yellow, but I don't yes. want to do the hope one first. I want to do the more like, wake up Militant. right yeah because that's out of yeah. order because yeah. we're doing everything out of order <laughs> right you know what i mean yeah exactly a play on words it's a, yeah. yeah and it also fits with every yeah. single yeah. thing that's going yeah. on then we will move to yeah. we're all gonna watch for the yellow and right we're gonna get the teachers back because first yeah we're it's out do, of order yeah. you need to face it yeah. then look for the yellow right right god right. damn it you're just out of order let's face it then you can look for yellow yes yeah because yeah. you need to deal you need to deal with the problem <laughs> right which is what you're doing yes Whoever's listening, we need an we need an organizer for you. You we need do. to get the groundswell we together, do. and ultimately, we need to get you connected with Jill Biden. I mean, and whoever I love that. is yes. partying with Hunter Biden, yep. get, get Jill yes. on the phone for Shalita. <laughs> now it's time for so there's that. Right, so this is the part of the show where Julie has to find a so there's that moment that's happening because of or in spite of the diarrhea toilet Republicans and the ignorant Facebook Fox News army that follows them. She hates doing it because it's damn near impossible to find an uplifting story to end the show on a positive note when half of the country are mind-controlled members of a morally bankrupt right-wing cult and the rest of us are whiny, entitled virtue signalers <laughs> who are too busy keyboard fighting with our own side to win the war. 
It's really going to be hard to top hearing you sing to me for my birthday like you did last week, Meow Meow. But hearing about the 60-page order where a federal judge verbally annihilated Trump with the scathing precision of NeNe Leakes dragging Brielle Zolciak <laughs> to filth on Instagram, it's really going to give the energy of, we don't have roaches. If you found one, you brought it with you or it fell out of your funky pussy. Please know I will get you all the way together when you start fucking with me and mine. Go somewhere and let the air out of those fake lips, fake titties, and fake ass because you will never be Kylie Jenner. Yo, trashy mama should have taught you better. My home is brand new, but you guys were so jealous of it, you couldn't even give a compliment. You had to stoop so low and be so disgusting. Hashtag racist trash. Hashtag jealous. Hashtag cake. KKK, hashtag thirsty. Ooh. You want to act grown? That's what it says oh, at the end. God. That's the energy this this whole thing with this judge is giving. It is. And I mean, we are going to live on it like a teat in the wild. Like a teat in the wild. <laughs> I mean, this then this is un, and speaking of like the shooters, this is the same thing. This is the domino effect of Trump. This is the only person. Who has stood up to him in this manner, in and, my opinion. And now you think it's going to keep happening? I do. Because oh, yes. this is Well, listen, you have been the, you've been the prophet and given the prophecy. You did a So There's That about the shooter, like we said at the beginning of the episode. And it, it proved to be true. That's exciting. And I didn't know. I was like, well, I mean, will there will there be another military man? And it didn't even take that. No. It's like, motherfucker, you're going down, bitch. Yeah, that guy was a little, just a little guy. Yeah. Just a little guy. The little guy said, "Incredible." He said, "Not today, not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Not today, Satan. Not today, Brielle. Take your dork energy and get <laughs> out of here, Satan." I mean, plus, you know, we love Shalita, and I do wish that we had a connection to Jill Biden. I mean, I have to say, I know. I and really Hunter. not just so that we could tell her how much we love her and Hunter, and be invited to Ashley's wedding or whichever Biden's wedding is going to be on the White House grounds. Oh, to be at that wedding, they already had one. Oh, she already got. She already did it. Oh. Yeah, that was a while ago. But oh. there were going to be more weddings. I thought there was going to be. I thought. Oh, I didn't realize it already happened. Well, we're I gonna, thought it already happened. Oh, well, we're going to shift gears here a little bit and get back to our roots, which is, of course, Trump. Let's dive in, shall we? Now, as you probably know or can guess, Donald Trump, the disgraced, twice impeached, fat ginger swamp lizard, who when unhinged his jaw proceeds to eat. Oh wait, I'm describing V, my favorite show from the '80s. <laughs> Sorry, I get them confused. Donald Trump is merely just. Uh, uh, very litigious fat ginger swamp lizard. In other words, Trump has developed a reputation for being one of the most litigious people to have ever been born in this country and any place on the planet. Not only is he criminal in his own right before becoming the most corrupt president in American history, he has actually sued more people than the actual creation of the legal system in this country. So you're saying if they were to count up... Uh huh. The lawsuits that everyone's had. He's, he's like in the top he five. He should be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Like, because he just has had so many lawsuits in the history of and his he, life. Him, him alone. Him as a person. Not him as a corporation. Not him as a... Not Enron. Un... Donald Trump. Believable. Di thousands of lawsuits in his lifetime. Thousands. So at this point, we've all probably been sued by Trump. We don't even know it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Now, while this piece of troll shit is being sued decade after decade after decade for his corrupt and illegal business practices and, of course, his personal sexual predatorizing, meow, 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 Trump himself would throw back and counter sue or triple sue 
he'll sue your fucking mother. He'll sue the lawyer's mother. Yeah. He will go and sue his own mother, his own family. Yeah. He'll sue somebody dead. He'll keep doing it because he's just trying to uh, draw things out, get your money. You'll uh, he'll outlast you. He's got more money or whatever it is. So he becomes a nuisance. It distracts everyone. And it, it's like he's full blown mafia style, but worse because he's so fucking ugly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's he, uglier than mafia. <laughs> that's what I, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. Uh, even Whitey Bulger, whose name brings to mind boils, bloated genitals, and white supremacist thyroid eyes, is better looking than Trump. I always thought it was Bulger. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Whitey Bulger? I don't know. Even It still works. Still tracks. Like, that person is in the actual mafia and knew where his lane was. Trump thinks all lanes are his, and that's why all roads are going to eventually lead to his spectacular demise. Trump has brought so many ridiculous lawsuits, you can't even recount them all. But a few of my personal favorites are the following. He sued the Department of Justice for raiding Mar-a-Lago. As we know, we just talked about it because he was raided when they had a search warrant and just walked in the door. But he sued them and it's that's a, a whole motherfucking thing. He had a million different election fraud lawsuits. Let's not forget that. There were 60 lawsuits where he said that oh, he won the election. God. 60 where he said in where he said he won the election. He lost every single one of them. And then, uh, so let's not forget that. And finally, my favorite one, I think, of might be of all time, is that he sued the Pulitzer Prize Board. Because <laughs> he didn't get one? Because they gave the New York Times a Pulitzer for journalism over the story about Russian interference during his election. He then sued the Pulitzer Prize Board. What a fucking asshole okay talk about a sewer he's a sewer monster that's what he is yeah he's a fucking teenage mutant ninja monster sewer. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean just try and wrap your head around that okay for anyone who likes trump well our new favorite legal moment however is and has arrived well all roads lead to this week when judge donald middlebrooks wrote a 46 page decision basically forcing Trump to pay $1 million in legal fees to the 31 people he's been dragging through the courts and suing, including Hillary Clinton. And then, of course, there's a January 6th bullshit. But ultimately, what this judge is referring to are the 31 people who Trump feels have besmirched, maligned him, or whatever the fuck, including Hillary Clinton, because he claims she tried to steal the election. That's literally in the lawsuit. His decision is so breathtaking, it doesn't even matter what the suits are. What matters are his beautiful, glorious words. And it's because of his words that Trump was forced to retract another lawsuit he was going to put on Letitia James. Now he's being stopped in his rotted, corrupt tracks. In the 45-page document, Judge Middlebrooks described what he called a pattern of abuse by Trump, saying, We are confronted with a lawsuit that should never have been filed which was completely frivolous, both factually and legally, and which was brought in bad faith for an improper purpose. Mr. Trump is a prolific and sophisticated litigant who has repeatedly using the courts to seek revenge on political adversaries. He is the mastermind of strategic abuse of the judicial process, and he cannot be seen as a litigant blindly following the advice of a lawyer. Judge Middlebrooks deserves the Pulitzer Prize or the Medal of Freedom or the Writing Reading Certificate of Honor or whatever. I swear to God, if I were in high school and read that, I would have gone into law school. This decision is by far the only thing I've ever read that gives life and feeling and emotion to what so many of us are feeling. And there's a lot more where that came from. The judge took rational and reasonable thought and added that to the law and finally said, fuck off, Trump. Just fuck 
off. We're sick of your shit, your shitty family, your shitty business, and every piece of shit follower. You want to do this legally? Then let's go. Let's go all the way. I will get you all the way sorted out. I have not since 2016 thought one thing would happen to Trump. I truly believed he would not suffer one tiny bit of consequence. And this is the first time that I'm feeling fired up. And even if nothing else happens, there's this decision. And you know they're all freaking the fuck out. The level they're scurrying around, hiding their money, shredding the documents, and covering their tracks allows me to sleep like a rock at night. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. This is glorious. I do believe Letitia James is going to have another moment for us, and we will celebrate when she does. But for now, let's toss one back to Judge Middlebrooks, who let us know the legal system for all its flaws and steaming piles of shit has its glory and justice prevails, and it is sweet. Let's enjoy it. Let's savor it. Let's bask in it. And let it be the beginning of the momentum we need to get the snowball rolling, which is going to roll all the Trumps and their minions back to hell. So there's that. That's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening to our stupid podcast. We love and appreciate all 14 of you so much. If you're new here and you like us, but you'd rather not hear about politics, please consider checking out our Patreon podcast. Our Patreon podcasts are completely different than this one. We do two a week, every week. There's no politics, no ads, no structure, no rules, and best of all, no pressure to join the Patreon. But that one is not free. No, but it is only one dollar. You get one podcast a week for $1 and two podcasts a week for $2. And when you sign up, you will immediately get access to hundreds of hours of podcasts. And there's a list at the top of all our most popular episodes, so you'll know right where to go. Plus, you get the philanthropic satisfaction of knowing with one single dollar you're contributing to what has become basically our sole source of income since we got kicked off Bravo. Think of it like supporting a small business if the small business wasn't a real business and was more like a charity but the kind of charity that you can't get a write-off for. And doesn't help people. Nope. But if being pressured to help us uh, pay our bills out of the kindness of your heart isn't working, then we do have a free episode for you to listen to, and hopefully that will work to get you on our Patreon because we are begging from the bottom of our heart. You can click on the link in the description below this podcast, or you can go to our website, julianbrandy.com, and there's a button on every page that says click to listen to our free Patreon episode. Um, on the Patreon tab of our website, too, um, there's a, a button that will take you right to subscribe if you've already heard the free episode. You can listen to the whole hour right there from your phone or computer, and this is even when you subscribe. You don't have to download anything or sign up for anything to listen to the free one. And once you subscribe, you don't have to download the app if you don't want. You can listen. Just You can just go to the Patreon dot com slash dumb gay politics and you go there and listen you don't have to do anything but just listen each week and if you decide to sign up all you have to do is import our patreon podcast feed one time into itunes or whatever podcast player you're using right now and then it'll just automatically show up there every week if you want to do that if you want to do that next to any other podcast you subscribe to and once you subscribe if you have any questions um you can just message us directly from your patreon account and as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And Shalita M. Shaw. The voice. 
How'd you do, I? See you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you knocked, he thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. By the light of day, but by night I'm one hell of a lover. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Let me show you a rhyme, maybe play you a sign. You look like you're both pretty grooving. You want something visual that's not too abysmal? We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie. I'm glad we caught you at home. Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry. Right. We'll just say where we are, then go back to the car. We don't want to be any worry. Well, you got caught with a flat wheel. How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic. By the light of the night, it'll all seem all right. I'll get you a satanic mechanic. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. <laughs> Why don't you? Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan, and he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. A sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. So, come up to the lab and see what's on the slab. I see you shiver with anticipation. But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 